You're listening to the Independent Mom Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to own your finances, reimagine your motherhood, and live a wealthy life with or without a partner. And I'm your host, Arielle Dean. All right, let's dive in. Hey, hey, independent moms, welcome back. It is the end of 2023, and I wanted to do an end of year sort of recap episode because 2023 has been such an amazing and interesting year for me. So that's what we're going to do. But in light of that, I also just want to thank all of you for listening throughout most of this year for your reviews, for your ratings. If you have not, please rate and review the podcast, but also make sure that you're subscribed because we're going to be doing some new and interesting things next year. But it's amazing to think about not that long ago when I initially launched this podcast and to see it grow and to see people from all over the world who are listening, all the people that I've been able to speak to and the influence and the knowledge that that everyone has gained, especially myself. And so that is a big part of the bigger year-end review. And so I wanted to just go through a little bit of where I was at the beginning of the year, some of those key milestones And then some of my reflections, and I hope that those are helpful for you. I know in a previous episode, I talked about birthing something in December. And in December of last year, I was feeling like I wanted to finish the year strong, but I didn't fully know in what way. But I had started moving in a direction, and I had started really thinking about what was going to be next for me. And when I was looking back, I write in a journal On my phone, I write a prayer or letter to God, and then I wait and I listen to what God says back to me. And I know there were two things that really stood out to me at the beginning of 2023. One was my word for the year was prosper. And typically, we tend to think about prosper just in a very financial term, in terms of how are you going to prosper? How are you going to be financially successful? And that's exactly what I was thinking, because I'm usually thinking about the economic success of prospering. But the other side of prosper, when I looked up the definition, is it said to become strong and flourishing. Another word for flourishing is thriving. And I 100% believe that this year was really about strengthening my faith, strengthening my commitment, strengthening my purpose so that I could thrive in ways that were not just financial, but really in many more ways. And I think that is such a interesting and profound piece that I started to look at when I started to think about, oh, was this year prosperous? And then I went back with that definition and it really did hit home for me. And then I also, when I looked back at an entry that I wrote on actually January 1st of this year, and it was pretty long, but one of the pieces that jumped out at me was it said, this year, if it is your will, God, I see myself setting myself up to be able to leave my job within a year, taking big leaps in terms of the business of me and serving others and not being as consumed by my day job 
and what I think I should do. And then I also went on to say, I pray and give gratitude for being able to see another year and that I really hope that I am able to spend more time taking care of myself and spending more time being intentional with my daughter. And so those were kind of the two things at the very beginning of the year. And I'd encourage all of you, if you don't do it, something that I started doing a few years ago was really coming up with what is my word for the year? And what do I hear God saying to me at the beginning of the year? What are the things, what are the initiatives? What are the quote goals, right? And I'll talk a little bit about that. But how do I want this year to feel and to be? And what do I want to happen? Which is often related to goals, but sometimes it can come into being in many different ways and many different shapes and forms. And so I wanted to go through a little bit of the chronology of this year and some of the many impactful milestones that happened that I would say at the beginning of the year, I didn't know exactly what they were going to be, but they did fully align with, I love that I even wrote (laughs) this business of me and making leaps and bounds in that space and really about taking care of myself and committing more to me and for time with my daughter. And so the beginning of the year was mostly that. I felt like I had a slow start to the year. But in March, which is when I had my birthday, I had been thinking about doing a podcast. I had been debating about whether to do a podcast. And it was through what I call sort of a divine intervention that a woman I had met at a conference the year prior, again, everything you're sort of birthing as it comes into place. I had met a year prior, had joined her email list. But at the time, she didn't really have much of an offer. She didn't have much of a program. And I knew that she was a producer for a major podcast that I listened to. And I just sort of assumed that because of that, she was probably way too expensive and out of my league. And it was in February of this year that she sent out a notice saying that she was going to launch a podcast, a faith audio network, and she was curious as to who might want to join. And I think I saw the email probably at like 11 o'clock at night when I had already been thinking about this podcast. And I was like, yeah, I need, like I had already actually joined a program that was going to help me figure out how to market and sell it, but I needed to like very early step-by-step help to get me going. And so I responded to her email and it's so divine because I responded and I think one other person responded. Both of us had said we wanted to launch a podcast. For me, it was around my birthday. So it was around March 24th. And so she literally walked us through and helped develop and create a program to teach us how to launch a podcast. I think it was at the time almost 21 days or maybe even 30 days, but a very short amount of time. And it was because of that, seeing that email, that obedience of responding to it, because she has noted that if we hadn't responded, she probably would have pulled the offer back. And it was through that that I actually got my podcast launched and off the ground and ready to go. And so in March and on March 24th, which is my birthday, I had this loose idea, this loose goal of launching my podcast, and I actually made it a reality. 
And I think that's also a really important lesson that I've been focusing on as well is I didn't know at the time when I wanted to launch it, but I knew I wanted to. And as things came together, I put the stake in the ground and I said, maybe I could do it by my birthday. That's what I would ideally want. And so that longer term sort of idea became a lot more concrete when I put a time around it. But it almost was like the everything else was coming together to get me to that place. And I am so grateful for Michaela, who launched her program that helped me and many others now who have joined since then to also get their podcasts off the ground which was something that I had been thinking about doing for almost maybe two years, I think, in the end, but really saw more of that come into fruition as I think I started to really embrace this idea of what would it look like if I wanted to leave my job or how would I start to really tell more of my voice and more of my story and be in the business of me. So that was March. And then around end of March, I learned about this program with Rachel Rogers, who is the founder of Hello7 um, and the author of the book, We Should All Be Millionaires. And I have talked about that program a little bit, but I saw a program that she was launching to do a coaching certification program. And initially I thought, "Mm, I'm not really sure if I really want to do that. One, it was a very expensive program. But I was at dinner and I was talking to some friends and it was so interesting because I was saying how I didn't really think of myself as a coach. I have two friends who are, who are coaches and I was really not sure. And that night I went home and I saw this message and I saw this note from her and the program and what she was doing and something just stirred differently in me than it had before. For whatever reason, The idea of being a part of helping more Black women, especially, or at least underrepresented groups and minorities, be able to learn the skill sets to not only launch businesses, but to really make them sustainable businesses and get them from whatever level they're at all the way to the million dollar level. And it was the a little bit of the science behind what Rachel has done all of the research and has talked to many people around what is called the Hello 7 growth scale, where she has really honed in to say, what are the actual activities that somebody who's at a $200,000 business needs to do? And how does that differ from someone who is at a $50,000 business? And what are those steps that you need to do at each level to help get you to that next level of your business, to help make sure that you are building a sustainable business. And for someone like me who, you know, I have an MBA from a top MBA program. I did business in undergrad. I have been surrounded by business and strategy and I've done consulting. I've worked with huge corporations. I've worked in huge corporations. I've also consulted and worked with startups and with smaller businesses. And I worked with privately owned companies and a Berkshire Hathaway company as well. And in all of those experiences, it's been really hard, right? It's always really hard to know what is that, quote, formula. And while I won't say it's a formula, it really is more of a framework. But in the people that I have coached more recently, to see how accurate it is in terms of what are the challenges that people at that level are having, and how do you help people overcome those 
challenges and understand what they need to do in their business to really move them forward and to get them to a place where we can have more women-owned businesses and especially Black women-owned businesses, what I care most about, that are sustainable and that are able to help give people more of that freedom and flexibility as well as financial benefit that so many of us need and so many of us deserve, in my personal opinion. And so in end of March, I had just launched my podcast. I started really debating and thinking about this idea around coaching and a coaching certification. And it still felt a little bit far, but for whatever reason, I couldn't walk away from it. And so in April, I joined the Hello7 coaching certification program with, I think, probably a few other hundred or so women And really started to embark on this journey that was not just about understanding how to coach, but understanding all of those pieces of the business and of the growth scale and how you take a business from pretty much nothing to a million dollar business, which was, I think, revolutionary because not only is it a lot about business strategy, but there's so much mindset strategy. And I think the brilliance of Rachel and her program is that we all learned the very important pieces that tend to hold underrepresented groups back from really being able to move forward. And so, you know, while there's things like imposter syndrome, right, they they affect especially women and women in color, women of color in a very different way. And there are some things that we should acknowledge, like that racism is real. So how do you both acknowledge some of those factors that we can't change but still have the mental capacity and the mindsets that can help you work around those and to help change them for the bigger future. And so that has been, and that was sort of a very empowering program. It lasted pretty much all the way through the end of this year. And so I'll talk a little bit about some of those other benchmarks and other things that were really pivotal. So with those two pieces in line and in my head, there then started to be a lot of questions in my mind about how do I start to make time and space for what it is that I really want to do? How do I start to think about what my future could be outside of the traditional corporate setting, outside of the norm, outside of what was familiar to me? And I suggest that if you are in a similar place, I think we often gravitate towards what is familiar and what we know and all of the different checks and balances. But sometimes we really just need to step away and to take some time and space. And I do believe that that was when I first started thinking a little bit more. I would probably say I'd been thinking about it earlier in the year, taking a sabbatical. But I kind of dismissed it and I wasn't really sure if it made sense. But as I started to realize that I was taking on all of these other things and my mindset was starting to shift, it started to become even more of a hearkening on my heart to take the time, take the space to really start to step away. And so in, I think, late June, early July, I decided to investigate the idea of taking some time away from my job, taking a leave of absence or a mini sabbatical. 
and really thinking about what does that mean? What does it look like if I wasn't working? Do I have the financial means to be able to do that? And so I really had set myself up to be able to take that time and do it in a way that felt very relaxing and very energizing. And so at the end of July, I took my sabbatical from work. I took a few months off of work. Um, And in August, I went to Barbados with my entire family. We were there for a little bit over two weeks, which was just amazing. I know I touched on it in a previous episode, but it was just so grounding to be back in a place where everyone and everywhere is brown and proud to be back a part of the culture that shaped me and to see Black women, especially as a prime minister, as leaders, as my aunts doing amazing things and just getting grounded again in who I am and what matters and what lights me up and what is that purpose that God has for me? How can I leverage all of the skills and education and experiences and relationships and networks that I have to really help propel a people forward and to have the impact that I want to have on the world and especially on minorities and on women and on moms. Because I think I really do have a heart for how moms have to navigate some of the things that we do in this world, in this life. And so August was really eye-opening. It was family time. And then shortly after that, I came back and then I went to my intensive for my coaching certification, where I had a chance to meet with Rachel Rogers. I met many of the other cadets in our coaching certification program. And I could just see very clearly how some of these women had fully stepped into their purpose and just the energy and the fulfillment and the excitement that they had. And then there were others of us, I think, that were still sitting on the fence and you could almost see like a clean delineation in the room between those who were and those of us who were still struggling and those of us who were still kind of teetering and going back and forth. And in that moment, I had a lot of thoughts around what am I going to do? How do I start to make the leap to cross over, to get my mind and myself into a place where I am feeling more fulfilled and propelled in my purpose and having greater impact? August was also a time where I did a soul detox, which I talked a little bit about with Patrice, which I think really reinforced to me a lot of the questions that I had been having about how do I move forward? What do I want to do? And then I spent a little bit of time just in prayer, just being quiet, talking to God, going on walks, trying to get clear in my head about what mattered and what I wanted and what was going to make sense for me. And I think it's so important that even though we need the time to relax, which is what I did in Barbados, to also have time to get revived And during some of my quiet time and just working and being in all these other places, I also revisited some of the things that I had done before. And so I have dabbled with coaching before. I've done consulting before. In fact, it was in doing that that I actually helped to turn around a lot of my financial situation 
because in doing that, it came so easily and I was able to get quite large influxes of cash by leveraging some of the skills that I was doing all the time in my work, but by doing it on my own, getting paid that much more. But in a lot of those instances, I got scared and I doubted that my credibility in helping you know, C-suite executives figure out brand strategies or strategies to grow their company or innovations, that that wasn't going to be as relevant. And I questioned whether I knew enough or had enough to help entrepreneurs. But going through and taking on the coaching certification, I think, really helped to, one, confirm that what I knew could apply and did apply across the board. But it also did reinforce to me where there were nuances that entrepreneurs have to look at that are very different from big companies, that how the same principles around the systems and the processes apply. But really, it's this mindset piece that I think makes a huge difference. And so I was so glad to have that tool and those skill sets now under my belt. And so that was a little bit of August. And then I went back to work in September. And if you've been listening to the podcast, it's been a constant evolution as you go from a place of feeling so free and impactful and open to sometimes feeling a little bit more confined. And in December, I decided to fully embrace my purpose. I decided to stop hedging and to really go all the way in on coaching Black female entrepreneurs, primarily women who were moms. And it was just so incredible to see how the little seeds of things that had started that I maybe had birthed in years prior, how just taking those right steps and following in the right direction kind of lined everything up and made it as seamless as I could to be able to end the year truly prospering, being strong in what I wanted to do and really committing to the business of me and the impact of others. And so there are a few things that I wanted to just touch on as some of the key takeaways when I think about this year and being able to step away from my job, which I thought was an idea earlier this year, but I definitely wasn't thinking it was going to happen quite as quickly and quite as smoothly. I think the first thing is really taking a step. And so a lot of us, we think we've got to make this huge leap. It's going to be this big thing and I'm going to have to change everything. But it really started with a step. It started with a step and a small mindset shift. And so the first step was, honestly, it was responding to the email that I got about maybe doing something with a podcast, maybe doing something with a faith audio network. And just taking that small step, responding to that email, and also taking the small step to write down in my journal and to be really bold and clear to say that I think this will be the year that I take that leap, that I commit to the business of me. And so even before you make the actual step, right, even before the podcast is launched or even before you start your entrepreneurial journey, just for, just figure out that first step. 
What is that first step, that first step that God has been sort of pushing you towards and maybe you felt it, but you weren't sure. And so you've circled and you've guessed, but you haven't really stepped fully into it. Just take that first step. When you make that first step, it really starts to open up so much more and so many other things that can come to you. The second thing, though, is you do need to make that step. But I would also say I started preparing for the future. One of the things that everyone hears, we talk a lot about Patrice Washington, but one of the things she talks and shares a lot about is giving God something to bless and that God knows what you're waiting on when he sees what you're working on. And so even though I had actually had no plans in this year necessarily of doing a coaching certification program that was nowhere on my radar, it was not of any interest, I realized at some point, and I think God was planting in me, that I needed to start preparing for that future and what it would look like. And one of the biggest blessings of doing the coaching certification was I knowing myself, right? And you may need this for yourself too, is one, it was a large investment. And so I was going to get my money's worth. But two, there were requirements. And as someone who is used to getting degrees and doing well in school, I knew that I like to always complete and finish and pass the things that I started. And so even though there were many times that I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to complete all of my coaching hours or whether I was going to be able to complete all of the tests and get them answers right and understand all the content, it pushed me and it pushed me to do that so that I would be prepared to talk with entrepreneurs, to share the journey, to understand the content And to have really strong experience actually coaching people in this process and in this system. And so what I would say to you is if there's something that you think maybe down the line, this could be something interesting, or you have an inkling of an idea, or maybe God just like plops it in your lap, because sometimes that can happen too. Think about and always be ready to prepare yourself for the future. If you know you want to have more money, if you know you want to start a job or buy real estate or whatever it might be, what is that thing you're doing now to prepare yourself so you are ready to step into whatever it is when God is ready to open up that door for you? The next thing I would say is there's so much importance in taking time away and resting and relaxing. And I truly believe that taking that sabbatical, it gave me the headspace to really start to envision a different future and to get clear on what mattered to me and who I was and how did I want to stand firm for myself and in my power in this next phase of my life and in for the rest of this year. And when I think about the business of me and taking care of myself and really launching and leaping into more of my purpose, I think a big part of that is not just doing and preparing, but it's also taking that rest, taking that time away to just be and to listen and to prepare yourself and prepare your mind. I think we often underestimate 
the importance and the power of preparing your mind. And I would also say preparing your faith. Because for me, this year has been about strengthening my faith and my obedience and my willingness to obey, even when I don't see exactly how things are going to come together. And even when I don't see where they are going. And that was a huge part of the sabbatical, but of being in Barbados, going back to my roots and really revisiting some of the things that have brought me joy in the past, that have worked for me, that are core to who I am. And all of those things really start to play into creating this next step, creating this next vision and this business moving forward. And I think last but not least, it's really about believing in yourself. And that comes from getting to a place where you can look back and you can see, look at all the things that happened this year, all of the nudges, all of the doubts about what to do, but really just taking that moment to say, I am going to believe in myself. I'm going to bet on myself that I have prepared the right things, that I have the faith and the belief in God and that he's going to continue to guide me, that I know that I can take those steps and that when I'm moving into my purpose and I'm getting closer to impact, that I can start to do those things that God has been putting on my heart and that he has been laying out in front of me. And so I would say definitely this year, Full Circle has been about growing in my personal strength and that strength of understanding who I am and what I can offer and the power that can come from setting yourself up financially, definitely 100%, but also circling yourself around people who are trying to do similar things being in environments that show you what that next phase could look like, right? What being fulfilled and following your purpose can look like and feel like. And then having that support to be able to continue to move in that direction and continue to move those steps forward. So as I wrap up 2023 and I think about all of the ways that I have thrived personally, in terms of my growth, in terms of my conviction about what I want to do and who I am. I'm sure you all are going to start making some New Year's plans. And hopefully from my last episode, you started to think about what you do want to birth this year. But I will encourage you and I'm going to be opening up some more things. So please follow me on Instagram to learn more at The Independent Mom, but to do some sort of planning sessions and really thinking about what could be your plan for this year and going deep to think about how do you get yourself either in the financial position or get your business in the right position to make 2024 the most amazing, thriving, flourishing, prosperous year that you can have. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope something I shared today was helpful for you. I hope everyone had an amazing holiday and that you are so excited and ready for 2024. Have an amazing year and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me today and tuning in to an episode of the Independent Mom podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please comment, rate, and review the podcast. 
Your feedback would mean the world to me. And until next time, please know that I appreciate you for lending me your time and your ears, and I will catch you in the next episode.